I have this extremely annoying tendency to title my videos a certain way um, or you know I'll say oh how can you do this right and then in the video I'm usually like it's either not possible or it depends this video is no different so I want to talk about the layoffs that have been happening and what people can do to uh, what can people do to avoid uh, being the target of a layoff and you know I'm gonna title it a certain way unfortunately just my nature and uh, the answer is really there's nothing you can do right people will tell you this and that but uh, as someone who has helped companies with uh, structured uh, structured uh, data-driven um, restructuring or shrinking downsizing I mean whatever you want to call it um, I promise you there is there's no rhyme or reason some companies have algorithms or software they use some go based on popularity and yeah it's, it's messed up to admit this but they do it based on popularity I mean and by popularity I don't just mean who's the most well liked right but it's also some companies just they look at a department and say whose name do I recognize from this from this organizational chart I mean the names I recognize are the people who are doing stuff and if I don't recognize their name or I haven't heard their name then they're not doing anything right whoever's bragging the most is doing the most whoever's bragging the least or I, they've never shown off to me then they're not doing anything so uh, sometimes it's random like it's literally dispassionate inhumane just you know they they say okay we have four enterprise architects we need two you know this one and this one right one and three or two and four number one and four number two and it's it's random right it's you know companies like to pretend they have some formula and maybe they do i'm not saying it's always random and that someone is closing their eyes in the back just throwing darts but uh, yeah, it's there's just really little. I mean, how can you do anything about uh, to avoid being laid off if the company doesn't even know what they're doing to lay you off in the first place? Okay, so uh, people will tell you get advanced degrees, and I can tell you the opposite is true, and that what they say is true. People will say you need certain skills or certain certifications, and again, it's true. It's not true. Like I, I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna give some examples where. To just prove how broken the system is and how, I mean, unless you're, like, unless you're a doctor, I feel like there's really nothing you can do to avoid being laid off. Like, they're, that's the only profession I feel people are kind of immune to the economy. They're always going to be doing something. Um, because healthcare in this country is a commodity, right? It's something that we need and we need to pay for and pay well. And that's, you know, that's why they're always, they're always going to be in business uh, or government. I think government's another profession I mean I guess medicine or doctor would be a profession I guess government sort of an industry that's very insulated but outside of healthcare and, and, and government I mean it's, it's just very hard to set yourself up you know so let me let me go through some examples and just show you how stupid just or not stupid but just how nonsensical it all seems when you listen to all advice right so I've seen the argument that if you want to avoid being laid off, you need certifications. You need certifications, PMP, PSM, Microsoft Azure, ASCE, AWS, Cisco, Red Hat, this and that. Uh, and then I've seen the, the, the argument against, right? So the argument for certifications is if you're going up against people who are also in your business unit or people similar to you, right? If your company decides to cut everything in half, uh, they're going to keep the people who are the most credentialed and get rid of the people who are less credentialed. Right, so the argument has been: if you have more certifications, that's more sort of uh, that's more credentials that your company is keeping for the same salary. So they're paying you hundred thousand, they're paying the other guy hundred thousand. Well, this guy has more 
acronyms after his name. Why not keep him? He has more knowledge, more wisdom, whatever. The problem with that argument is that when a company is kind of struggling, they don't want the guy who might think that he's the hot stuff. He might think he's all that. If anything, they might look at someone with all these certifications and say he's overqualified, right? I mean, what what is to stop him from, you know, if we lay off the other person and keep him, what's to stop him from going out and getting a better offer and leaving at a disadvantage? In fact, we should keep the person with less certifications because that person is going to be more desperate more desperate and they're gonna have less of an advantage out there in the market than this guy. This guy can go and go anywhere and he can bring us competing offers and we're gonna be at his mercy. We'll take the person with less credentials because they need us more. They can't go out there, where are they gonna go? So you, you see just how the argument for more certifications looks good, but then in practicality you can hear arguments where the person with less certifications might look more attractive and the same goes for degrees. If you have a master's degree, this people will tell us, get a master's degree, you're going to be better than the guy with bachelor's because they have more knowledge or education for the same price. The argument I just went through is still valid. They're going to be like, no, no, take the, we're going to keep the person with the bachelor's because they're going to be more desperate. You know, not only that, we can also maybe give them a pay cut because not, you know, where are they going to go? But they're like the guy with the master's, we can't give him a pay cut. He's going to be insulted. He's going to start. You know, applying secretly after we cut his pay and then he's going to get a competing offer and either try to get us to match it or he's going to leave and he won't just leave you know the companies worry about employees after downsizing right they're giving everyone more work they become very paranoid about giving people more, more work if they're not going to stay because if they cut the company in half and they give everyone the work of two people guess what the guy with certifications the guy with masters that they were already iffy about they're going to get paranoid that what if he leaves because now there's two people worth of work that's going to stop, right? So there's a lot of trust that has to be involved in the process. I mean, they they do not want to keep any employee. It's not just about the money. I mean, they they also look at, you know, what's going to happen down the line, right? Um, the first people we keep have to, it sucks, they have to be really committed to the company. They cannot take anyone who would be able to work anywhere else. So they keep the... You know, I'm not saying they keep the bottom of the barrel or they keep the worst people, but at the same time, like these these conversations take place, right? So certifications, it's sad they will not protect you. Advanced degrees will not protect you unless unless you're working in a field where a certain degree is required or or certain certifications is required. But honestly, if you are in that position, you might be working in a specialty or niche field where. You know, and I'm talking about legally required. I'm not talking about the, the company says, oh, you must have PMP or this and that. I mean, I'm talking like, I don't know, if you have an OSHA license or I don't understand anything about it. But just I know when we were manufacturing, there were certain licenses, like people were licensed to be welders and this and that. And that's why manufacturing never downsized or they never let people go because they're like, how are we going to train them again? How are we going to get everyone certified and all this stuff again, right? So, you know, there's cases where certification or license makes sense. But at the same time, unless it's like a legal requirement, the company will let you go, right? So, you know, when it comes to becoming insulated, it, it looks very bleak. Like, what can you... People also say, oh, work on your skills, you know, public speaking, uh, soft skills, communication, being able to, to make a chart and then point to the chart, explain what it means. I mean, what do the numbers mean? What is this column showing? What trend did you notice? What does the forecasting look like? Um... You, yeah, you, you could do that. Um, but I would say 
when it, when it comes to when it comes to soft skills, you can work on them. I've seen them help people with promotions. Um, I have never seen someone keep their job because they had good you know soft skills, good communication skills. Uh, you know, I've never seen companies keep someone because they were they were proactive in coaching and mentoring others. Right? It sucks, but uh, that's the truth. So when it comes to when it comes to job security, uh, I would say you should go into government. I mean, government never shrinks because people have to pay taxes, right? People have to pay taxes, otherwise they're going to have trouble. And because people keep, keep paying taxes, government is always hiring, government always has money, and uh, government always has to deliver, right? There's also always projects going on in government. It's never that gov government never takes a break, right? They never say, yeah, you know, uh, we're just going to do something every fall or every spring. Like some companies, they release a laptop every fall. That's not the government. Government is 24-7. The work is 24-7. So, you know, and the revenue is 24-7. They accept taxes any every second of every day. I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands or millions nationwide just going to D.C. So, you know, don't don't look at what you can do, right? I mean, that's just part of it. But look at industries that are insular, right? Look, look at... You know, don't look at tech companies. They're actually, I think, the worst for job security. But look at, you know, pharma. You know, Johnson & Johnson has a pension and decent job security, right? Look at, uh, I mean, I shouldn't advertise. I should never advertise a single company, right? But that was just an example. Look at hospitals. Look at higher education. I will say this. Higher education never stops. People are always going to college for a degree, right? Because they need it to survive, to get a job. So, you know, uh, high, higher education, government, healthcare. Um, and healthcare adjacent, I mean, medical devices or pharmaceuticals, I, I put these under healthcare, right? Or consumer packaged goods, right? Mucinex, for example, I mean, no, no one's gonna, no one goes through any winter here in New York without getting Mucinex or Robitussin or this and that. And again, I, I put that all under healthcare because it's in that field. So healthcare, government, education, um, yeah, these are really the only industries you can go to that and, and you can have some job security, um, in, in almost any capacity but as far as making yourself you know safe from layoffs there's really little you can do and I, I hope that there's a certain power in recognizing your powerlessness right there's a certain control that I give back to you and no, now that you can kind of reaffirm that there's very little in your control right um, you know it's it's messed up it's messed up to deliver this bad news and, and act like you know I'm contributing or helping you feel better, but uh, when I was at Rutgers University, I took a class in, in anthropology, uh, or English. Ah, yeah, it was, it was English, it was English. Um, and I believe it was with Professor, actually, I don't want to name the professor. I try to avoid naming people and, and whatnot. And since he's not at Rutgers anymore, it wouldn't make, it wouldn't even make any sense, like why, you know, calling him out. But he was a good English professor. And we did an essay on um, Sisyphus, right? I don't even know, I'm, definitely butchering his name but it's basically you guys have probably heard the story right there's a guy cursed by the gods and he has to roll this rock up a hill but before he gets to the top the rock will always fall down and he has to then roll it back up the hill nonstop. and our assignment was to write about how he's uh, a victim of the gods right how he's a victim what this is doing to him something like that and I remember I got some recognition because my essay was actually counter. I actually went against the professor's prompt, and which is typical. I mean, you're, you're allowed to do that. And I talked about how he's actually free and he's actually empowered, right? And it sounds crazy, like 
there's this guy stuck in hell. He has to roll a rock up a hill, and it's nonstop. But I just talked about how, you know, real life is actually really difficult because you never know what's going to happen. And, and even if you know, I mean, there's you have this stress in your chest that how can I prevent this? So I talked about how this guy, he knows what his whole life is going to be. Like, he knows 10 years from now what he's going to be doing. He knows what he's going to be doing 100 years from now. And, I mean, I'm sure it's physically taxing. I'm not saying it's easy life. But I said there's a certain freedom in knowing your routine, knowing that you're never going to break from the monotony, knowing that, you know, basically there's a certain level of control knowing that everything is out of your control. Right? So I, it was a very twisted essay, I think. But I think even if I deliver bad news to you all, why is my camera shaking? Jesus. Even if I deliver bad news and, you know, I, I like adding value or giving people things that are positive in their lives. And for me to say that, you know, there's nothing you can do in these recessions, uh, that sucks. That's not great. But I also hope it kind of gives people some ease that, you know, they don't think, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. Or, okay, there's something, you know, there's really nothing I can do, right? It's not that I've done something wrong. But even in the future, if God forbid I'm laid off, like, I can prepare myself mentally or emotionally. But... You know, Muhammad is saying he sees this a lot and he knows that, you know, there's very little people can do. And that's just a fact, right? Um, you know, definitely take take precautions. You know, try to be li- well-liked at work because I can tell you in some layoffs, they do sometimes ask managers, um, not who they like, but who they need. And managers will, you know, sometimes try to stick up or try to choose employees who either they like and there is a value in, in being liked. I mean, it's not, it's, it makes it easy to communicate with someone if you have a synergy, right? If you know how the other one, uh, you know, if you if you know how your boss assigns work or how he likes things delivered, like having him like you does help in that regard, right? Workflow becomes easier. But, you know, I can tell you, uh, you know, sometimes it's not even that deep. Sometimes they just say, yeah, I like that guy. And then we, ha- and then management has to make a rationale after because they don't want to just put, yeah, he likes him. Like, what does that mean, right? They they get along, there's synergy, they communicate well, they're on the same wavelength, stuff like that. So, you know, I don't want to say that you should throw your hands up by any means. If your company's going through a tough time, don't just be like, ah, oh, it's out of my control, right? It's random. Um, why should I worry? Still, do whatever you can, um, you know, but, but don't just put too much stress on yourself mentally uh, if you know, at the end of the day, it, it can be random or it'll be, even if it's calculated, I mean, it doesn't matter what your output is. You know, if your output is amazing, but someone else has half the output, but for one quarter of the money, right? It's not to say there's that much discrepancy, but you know, if you're making 150 junior employees making 100 and he has, you know, three quarters of your output, they're going to keep him for two thirds of the price versus, you know, you delivering just a little bit more, but for a lot more money. So that's stuff like that. Like the math is weird, the, the reasonings are weird, and there's no formula to it. I wish there was, and I wish I could give you guys a recipe to success, but I hate to say that there's just behind the scenes, you'd just be surprised how how much of a dumpster fire almost it, it actually turns out to be whenever companies are doing layoffs.